Happy Thanksgiving to you. Happy. Th- okay, sorry. It's not Thanksgiving anymore. I know I am a couple weeks late. Give me a break. This is not a Thanksgiving episode. It's a Christmas episode. Welcome to the Intentional Christian Podcast, where we live to glorify God on purpose. I'm your host, Matt Adams, and I am an Intentional Christian. Okay, I guess it's not just a Christmas episode. It's a holiday episode. It's a festival episode. No, really. I Every year, I get to Thanksgiving. Okay, yes, I realize it's a couple weeks past Thanksgiving. I get to Christmas. I get to Easter. I get to all these holidays, and I think... Oh, man, I wish I would have done something. I should have done something intentional, you know? All I think about while I'm eating turkey dinner is all the people that are suffering. And yes, I know they don't all want help. Um, You know, but I'm sitting there thinking, you know, who is out there that wishes they were sitting at our table? You know, who could use extra food. And honestly, what about these people around me? I'm sitting here with all these family members and all, you know, most of my family claims to be Christians. You know, what are we doing? Why are we gathering here stuffing our faces while so many in the people in the world suffer? Right? We can't just do everything, you know, about everybody suffering, you know. We can't live our lives at feed my starving children or some place like that, but What I'm getting at is what are we doing that is intentional about our holidays? Are we just showing up? Because this is what I always do. You know, uh, honestly, I don't even think about it. You know, all of a sudden a week before Thanksgiving comes, you know, I, I don't even, it's not even barely on my radar. Then boom, it happens. You know, I just show up to whatever meal my family has planned, you know, my wife and in-laws and and all these people that are doing amazing things at this holiday and they're organizing and they're grocery shopping and they're doing all these things that, you know, I, I don't even think about. I just show up and stuff my face. I show up and I open presents because I'm a dad. I'm the working man, you know? <laughs> I just, it's not on my radar, okay? Well, this year, it just so happened that I was visiting this church down in inner city, Minneapolis, and in the foyer, in the entryway after church was a sign-up sheet, and it said, would you like to host an international student for Thanksgiving? Well, yes, I would. (laughs) This is a week before Thanksgiving, And uh, so I signed my name up. There was no other sign up. There was no one else signed up on the sheet, just signed up myself. So I thought there's probably a high chance of getting a student. Well, I get an email a couple days later saying, thank you for signing up. We're sorry. We don't have a student for you. There was more people that signed up than we have students for. I thought, hey, 
Praise God, they all have a place for Thanksgiving, right? The night before Thanksgiving, I get an email from this place saying, hey, do you want to take a mom and seven children for Thanksgiving? (laughs) And I thought, well, heck yeah, I do. You know, I don't know if uh, the rest of my family can handle it, but of course I'm excited about it. So I write back, you know, yeah, we'll, we'll do that. Absolutely. Well, through some miscommunication, the next day I show up Um, This lady is down in the inner city. I drive 45 minutes down to pick her up uh, because I live way up in a rural area and I pick her up, unfortunately, through the communication because the communication was through a homeless person. This is no joke. Okay, (laughs) there is a ministry in I in um, in the Minneapolis that I signed up with called Jericho Road. Go Google them, Jericho Road, Minneapolis, and they help people like this. And then that was kind of through this, who the signup was through. Well, this homeless person heard about it and signed up his friend, Tanya. And so it was like, okay, so I'm texting this homeless man and Tanya doesn't even have a cell phone. I'm just like, wow, this is crazy. So unfortunately, she didn't know she was supposed to bring her kids to Thanksgiving. And I never thought to ask, are you bringing your kids? Because I was told that she was. So I didn't even think about it. Well, when I showed up, uh, she didn't have her children, which was unfortunate. I told her, hey, sometime we'll bring you all up here. Well, okay, sorry. Long story short, I bring her up to our Thanksgiving. We have a wonderful Thanksgiving. I get to share the gospel with her multiple times. We get to talk about the state of her soul. And it was a blessing. It was a blessing to me. It was a blessing to the people at Thanksgiving. And it was a blessing to her. Um, I don't know if she, I don't know what she thought of it. You know, I tried to ask her, but, you know, she, of course, was just super nice and polite and just said she loved it. But uh, anyway, this is the whole point. The whole point is, What are we doing? That was exciting for me. It was exciting for my family. It was fun. Um, We got to meet this person. We got to hear some stories. Um, Her life is tragic. It was was, uh, very real and raw to be down there in the inner city, picking this lady up in the ghetto, And hearing her stories of death, hardship, her children being bullied at school, like some horrible things that's happened to her. So it was amazing to share the gospel with her and, you know, share our life for one day. It was fun. So here's my point. My point is, let's not just wait for Thanksgiving to show up. And then react to it. Let's not wait for Christmas to show up and react. We have a couple weeks before Christmas. You have time to sit down and think. Sit down and process with your spouse, with whoever you need to talk to, about doing Christmas on purpose. Are you just going to roll into it, wake wake up out of bed and, you know, 
kick your slippers on and go down and put, you know, open the presents with your kids and and whatever? Or are you going to intentionally disciple your children through this season? Disciple your wife. Be refreshed in the Lord. Remember what this is about. Okay? So here's some ideas. This this is a quick idea. This is what me and my wife do. We have a tradition. And you know what? I'm not saying that none of you guys do stuff. So please don't hear me that way. I I know a lot of you guys are doing cool things. And actually, if you do something that's outside of the normal American traditional Christmas or holiday, please email me, matt, M-A-T, at mattadams.com, M-A-T, one T, matt at mattadams.com. Email me and tell me those because I want to share other cool ideas with people. What you know, so they can do something outside of the normal, traditional American Christmas or any holiday, Thanksgiving or whatever. So here's what my wife and I do every Christmas, and then we carry it on to Easter. We build a manger. I go to Menards and I buy little tiny pieces of wood and I make a manger just big enough to hold a doll. It's not strong. There's no plans. I just start cutting wood and hammering things and it turns out to look somewhat like a manger might look in my head because I have no idea what an actual manger looked like. But that's what I do. I make one. And then during the Christmas season, we read the story over the period of a couple weeks. And each time I read a little chunk, maybe a sentence or or a paragraph or whatever it is that would give me a complete picture. So then I draw a picture. So say it's Mary and Joseph traveling. I draw Joseph and I draw Mary on a donkey on the manger somewhere. And I, you know, it's kind of like a mural, but you know, all these pictures are spread out and scattered. I do it with a Sharpie and that way the kids come and they color it in with crayons. Okay. I am an artist, but believe me, you do not need to be an artist to do this. Okay. This takes no skill. In fact, drawing on wood is extremely hard. Okay. So even though I'm an artist, When I'm done, it looks nothing like art, okay? It is like stick figures and horrible squiggly lines that you really have to use your imagination to guess what it is, okay? Now, once the kids color it in, hey, it looks beautiful and it is fun and we take pictures of it and it's a great memory. The kids absolutely love it. So then by the end of Christmas, you know, we do the last one where Jesus is born you know, Mary's probably holding him or something on the last day. And I kind of make that like the centerpiece or whatever. And on actual Christmas day, we color it in. Okay. So then we have this manger sitting there under our tree and we care, we keep it there. We even, um, after presents are gone, after, uh, the tree is gone, after all this stuff is gone, there's still a manger sitting in our living room. And, uh, you know, I might write a verse on it too, or something. So that's awesome, okay? That's fun for us during Christmas. That carries over. Then we come to Easter, okay? What we do for Easter, so we have Jesus' birth, and then we have his death 
and resurrection. So what we do for Easter is I go to Menards, I build a cross. I just get two two by fours, I cut them and I nail them. Okay, people, even if you are not a handyman, you can manage to cut a two by four and nail it together. If you can't, have your eight-year-old do it, okay? (laughs) And then I write a verse on it and we do the same thing. We do the story of the crucifixion up to Jesus' death. We hold over for a couple days and then we do the resurrection. So on the kind of like the top portion of the cross, I draw like a tomb and I draw Jesus like rising. And it's, you know, the kids love it. And it helps them to focus through the entire season, through the entire couple weeks on the story of Jesus coming and dying in it. And it connects the two holidays and it helps us to think outside of this American uh, consumeristic gift giving and candy and bunny rabbits and all of the dumb things (laughs) that have developed over the years. Whatever the reason, I don't care if they were on purpose or or related to Christianity or whatever. A lot of it is forgotten and it's dumb. And yes, we do get a tree every year. We go cut it down and, you know, my wife loves that stuff and I and I have fun doing it with the kids too. But we're trying to be intentional about this. We're trying to disciple our children in this. So here's another idea. Quick idea. Um, another family I know, they don't do their presents on, on Christmas. They do their presents on the first snowfall. They do their gift giving on the first snowfall. And they call it Love Day. Cool. I love it. Uh, another idea I know that somebody else does their gift giving on in like July, in like the summer, in the opposite. Just to take the focus off of gifts. Okay, here's another idea for you. Host someone. Sign up for that thing. Uh, Let's see, USA Homestays. USA Homestays. Google USA Homestays. It's .org or something. But you can sign up to host a family for Thanksgiving. You can sign up to host an international student. You can sign up to literally host an international student like uh, for three months or six months or something like that. What? an amazing opportunity you have to do that. Take someone in, share your life, share the gospel. You don't have to be a preacher because they're going to see you going to church. They're going to see you reading your Bible. They're going to see you interacting and praying at meals. What an amazing opportunity you have to do that. So here's the whole point. Be intentional this holiday season. Do something on purpose Sign up to do a soup kitchen or a a Christmas meal. I know our church does a Christmas meal. Take off on Christmas and and don't do that old traditional holiday stuff or or just do it on the side, but make your focus about other people this year. Make your focus about Christ and what he came to do. He did not came, he did not come to set an example. No. He did not come to give presents or spread holiday cheer. He did not come uh, to bring glad tidings and uh, what's the what's the thing that they always say? Peace on earth. I looked at, you know, that's not even in the Bible. 
You know, um, he came to bring a sword. He came to bring new life where there was death. He came to set mother against daughter and father against son. Okay, that's a difficult message. He came to bring war. He came to bring war against the darkness, against the spirit of this age, against Satan. He came to redeem a people unto himself. This is exciting stuff, but it's it, it doesn't come through with these normal traditions, okay? So break the tradition, ditch that stuff, or else keep it and just revamp it. Do something cool. Make it about Christ this year.